I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back. Final hour of today's episode of Live Mike. I have uh, some good news and some bad news. Well, I guess that depends on, on you, whether or not you take this as good news or bad news. We heard an announcement by Governor Gary Herbert as he spoke to us uh, regarding issues surrounding the coronavirus and our collective battle against this invisible foe. Tonight at just after midnight, 12.01, the state of Utah will relax its level of risk from red to orange. You've heard that repeated countless times on these airwaves. And, uh, and I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting together with a family this weekend. We'll, of course, uh, observe the, the appropriate precautions to prevent the spread of this virus. I'm sure there will be masks involved and plenty of hand washing. Also, I'm looking forward to uh, sitting in the dining room of a restaurant, some places I haven't been able to visit in a long time, uh, some places that have uh, good memories uh, for me. In fact, uh, my first date with my beautiful wife, Jessica, was in the dining room of a restaurant right in Salt Lake City. Uh, looking forward to getting back there. Uh, that was one of the things uh, Jessica and I looked forward to as I accepted this job here to return to KSL and be a talk show host, uh, meaning that we would have, again, access to some of our old stomping grounds and the place where we saw celebrated a number of our firsts. That's going to be great. Well, that comes at a cost. And Governor Herbert let us know what that cost was today. You and I have together listened to Dr. Angela Dunn each day, every day, delivering an update on the information. She has been probably the clearest voice, the most direct voice, the most uh, unfiltered voice, if I'm honest. She is. She speaks from a position of data. She speaks from uh, a standpoint of objectivity, and I have been so grateful and comforted by her analysis each day. Each day. Well, Governor Gary Herbert has let us know that she is going to be dialing back her appearances, and that we will be able to enjoy her expertise and analysis uh, only three times a week. And so uh, that is uh, bad news if you're an Angela Dunn fan, good news if you're a Lee Lonsberry fan. That means Lee gets himself a little bit more airtime each day. And uh, anyway, so that's either good news or bad news to you, depending on how you analyze things. And uh, anyway, uh, I am looking forward to these new uh, these new normals that we get to enter into tomorrow. It's a wonderful thing, and if I'm honest, it is thanks in part to people like you and me who have exercised uh, the discipline and social distancing. And as you heard Dr. Angela Dunn explain as well, it is also thanks to the enhanced testing here in the state of Utah. One of the data points that I repeat over and over and over again is that here in the state of Utah, our per capita testing rate is one of the highest in the world right now. We are in the top five here in the United States, and we are outperforming almost every other area in the world. We can handle testing here in the state of Utah. You heard Dr. Dunn say, if you've got a symptom, even one symptom, uh, you can get a test. That's a wonderful thing, uh, and I am very appreciative to our uh, medical the industry here in Utah and the professionals who have thrown their efforts and their expertise behind combating this. Let me walk through a, a few of the things the governor said, uh, and I want to talk to you uh, about what things might look like 
a year from right now. I know that's kind of an odd thing to say, but uh, I want to talk about what the world will look like and how we will look back on today once we have the benefit of hindsight. Uh, I think there might be some wisdom in analyzing things from that perspective. But first, let's uh, let's get through what the, the governor had to say. He talked in, in the press briefing today about having hope for the future because of how we have done so far, describing essentially the good uh, fruits that have been born of our discipline and the efforts that we've put into social distancing and hand washing and hygiene and the like. I think what should change is uh, probably our countenance, our attitude, our hope for the future should be positive. Uh, we see that we've done good things. We worked hard together and we see the fruits of our labor as we move forward. So we can have confidence in the communities that we live in throughout the state. That they are all respectively doing the right things. You ever hear in uh, like sports or business or in school or something when you are uh, talking about the pride you have for Utah, referring to uh, the, the way that we do things here in Utah as the Utah way? Lots of phrase that came up in Governor Herbert's remarks today, and I agree with them wholeheartedly, and I admire and want to, uh, to shout from the, the rooftops the value and the benefit and the strength of doing things uh, the Utah way. We have a lot of people looking to Utah as a very successful state. We're not just a small population. We're kind of in the middle, and we're having great success in our state. That's a tribute to the people and those who have stepped forward. I mean, people are raising their hands and saying, what can I do to help get involved? Public-private partnerships have been dramatic here in the state of Utah, and it's serving us very well, which is really Utah. It's the Utah way, and we're succeeding uh, dramatically. As I share comments like that uh, from myself and from the governor here, I, I don't want you to think that I am just some hack who is marching in lockstep with the governor, okay? I, I do think about these things critically. In fact, you and I are going to have a conversation in just a moment uh, along those very lines. Uh, but when I talk about the Utah way, I am talking uh, about the behavior and actions of folks well outside of government. It's folks like you and me. Uh, it's folks like uh, you see walking down the street, pushing a baby carriage, trying to uh, grasp at some semblance of normalcy, who have done away with the Sunday dinners, who haven't been able to visit their places of worship for some weeks now, who haven't been able to hop on an airplane and uh, visit their children or their parents or their siblings on the other side of the country. We here in Utah know about sacrifice. It's the Utah way, and it is why we here in Utah are succeeding. And I uh, would invite you to, to keep that up. I'm going to do what I can to hold up my end of the bargain as well. Uh, but, uh, but when I talk about the, the Utah way and the success, I am not uh, heaping praise necessarily and exclusively uh, on the governor's office, on Capitol Hill. Uh, no, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about your friends and neighbors who have done a great deal to get us to where we are today. And when Governor Herbert says that there are other states around the country that are looking to us for an example and for a way that they can get out from underneath the grip of this coronavirus know that it is because of your work and your goodness and your discipline so let's keep it up last comment i'm going to share here uh, from the governor he talks briefly about this transition uh, under which you and i are passing tonight at 1201 from red high risk to orange moderate risk i expect as we continue to go forward we're going to do great things i'm very optimistic this is a red letter day no it's an orange letter day as we move forward here towards stabilization and then around the corner recovery yeah, yeah that's pretty clever, huh? Uh, listen, I want to talk to you. Shoot, I don't have much time. I have about 90 seconds to, to make this point here with you. And it has to do with the perspective that you and I will enjoy about a year from now. 
uh, maybe 18 months or so. Uh, that'll be a day when we've got a vaccine uh, that is widely and readily available to all who need it. That'll be a day when we have developed a herd immunity. That'll be a day when we have developed uh, treatment for this coronavirus and the risk of death, uh, it will no longer be a novel virus. It will be something uh, we have studied and become experts in. We will have those uh, in the medical field dedicated exclusively to combating this virus. We will have returned to life as we knew it. And at that time, too, we will be able to look back on our actions and behavior of today and be able to ask ourselves, did we get it right? Did we respond appropriately? Were the things that we gave up worth the things that we got were the jobs that were lost and the detriment to the United States economy to the challenges uh, that were exacerbated in the areas of mental health were they worth it were the uh, the claims and the assertions from law enforcement and various domestic violence uh, advocacy organizations worth it when they saw upticks in their 911 calls associated with this type of violence what would we have done different and I don't bring that up to criticize anyone today, but I bring it up so that we might remember the lessons we are learning today so that once the next novel virus rears its head or the next unknown and unbefore-faced challenge presents itself, that you and I will be able to have the open mind and the experience to combat it appropriately so that we don't have to make as many sacrifices as you and I have had to make in combating this coronavirus. All right, uh, I'm going to hop down off this soapbox for a little bit, take a quick break. We're going to get some news, and when we come back, we're going to be hearing from another member of Congress. Uh, John Curtis will be joining me. We're going to talk about uh, his belief in the resilience of small business and that when we emerge from this COVID-19 crisis, that businesses will not only return to normal, but they will do so in a thriving fashion. That includes every area of business, oddly enough, including media. We'll talk about it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.